0: California Weather headlines for today, yes
1: Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, an I Hear Everything production Here's the host of the Revenue Generator Podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell.
0: Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to discuss the effective financial projections and business marketing strategies for startup companies and the formula for customer lifetime value. Joining us is Rahul Chohan, who is the Managing Director of Foresight Digital, which is a marketing agency based in Melbourne, Australia. As a digital agency that deeply specializes in paid digital, organic search, and analytics, Foresight Digital focuses specifically on the challenges of enterprise clients. So far this week, Rahul and I have talked about forecasting startup scaling success and assessing startup customer lifetime value. And today we're gonna wrap up our conversation by discussing scale-up marketing strategies. Okay, here's my conversation with Rahul Chohan, the Managing Director at Foresight Digital. Rahul, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thanks very much, Doug. Appreciate it.
0: So uh, give us some examples of scale-up strategies, scale-up marketing strategies.
1: Thanks for asking, Doug. So I think the two things that you would focus on effectively is the acquisition and the retention piece. Two incredibly fundamental priorities for founders, each of which should both integrate but also be prioritized within an organization. Certainly if you think about the first, which is the acquisition piece, it's how many leads or how many people do you need to connect with in order to convert? That's the first thing. So really, really important. Second part is how many of the people who have converted will end up staying with you? How do you keep them engaged with your particular product or brand and purchasing from you over time? A really great example, I think, of a acquisition strategy is where we've had founders who are looking for very specific communities of people, and so they may have engaged social platforms. I'll give an example like LinkedIn, where there are specific groups on LinkedIn, and those audiences who engage with those groups exhibit particular traits, and that might be an interest in a particular software platform or interest in a particular methodology of marketing or management, whatever it might be. And so founders have been able to use the things that their personas are interested in, in order to then leverage a specific audience on a platform like LinkedIn by virtue of not only targeting them on that platform, but of course, off that platform. And so therefore it is a more targeted strategy versus just putting an ad or, you know, paying for some keywords on on search and hoping that for the best and hoping for latent demand to find you. So that's certainly something that we found is more pointed. So find the right social platform where you have audiences that are already engaged with the category that your product is in and target those audiences based on the things that they like. And that might be the manner in which they like to consume information. So if you know that your particular audience is more receptive to a moving image versus a static image, use that if you know that they're more receptive to information that's evidence-based marketing versus you know emotional use that so they they're great examples that we've found where we've been able to connect the other example is the retention example so how do you once you have a customer on your database how do you keep them well what are the things that you do and some examples that we found have been incredibly meaningful is a value exchange don't ask unless you've given at least three times. So what I mean by that is a customer has purchased from you, they're sitting on your customer database, don't let them fail. Engage with them at a periodical basis. So determine how often do you need to engage with this customer? Not necessarily to get them to convert, but to get them to continue consideration and awareness of your brand post-purchase. So determine a frequency of communications, really, really important. The second thing is determine the value exchange on that frequency. So each time that you engage with a particular customer that has purchased from you, what are you giving them? Is it information? Is it a way to better hack the product that they've purchased from you? Is it a way to perhaps detach from the category itself? So it's less about, you know, educational information and it's more about emotional or it's more about passive information that's entertaining. So determine that. So we've found that, you know, organizations we've worked with, including Salesforce, Lifetiles, Under Armour, they use these two strategies and they prioritize both acquisition and retention, but they understand that each strategy for each priority is different and it is equally important.
0: How often do you find yourself in a spot where you're advising clients that are on their fourth or fifth or sixth iteration when it comes to acquisition strategies? Is that the norm?
1: Oh, absolutely. And in fact, it should be because certainly the way that your customer behaves today is not the way that they're going to behave tomorrow. A great example is you may have had a customer who was readily engaged. Let's say your target persona is a 21-year-old female who enjoys photography a moving image, entertaining content, and music. And you, know, you are absolutely focused and have spent of your investment on a social channel, call it Instagram, and you then create a marketing plan. And it might be your fourth iteration. Like, That's it. We've hit it. Hit the nail on the head. Let's all go in on Instagram. Okay, great. What ends up happening is a year and a half later, just through lockdown, TikTok emerges. And all of a sudden, that same 21-year-old is less engaged on Instagram than they are on TikTok. And they've moved and consuming more and more on that particular platform engaging more and more and in fact find like-minded personas on that platform so you need to ensure that you iterate for that and a great example of that was news that came out you know recently where you know for the first time since ipo facebook had negative growth and that has you know wiped something like 26 billion dollars off their particular value and the reason for that predominantly is tiktok so is the iteration of your particular marketing acquisition strategy, are you confident that it's only right for the now? And so therefore you're always thinking about the next versus you are only ever going to think about it in a very static singular form. And so therefore, you know, you are not open to pivoting. We found the most successful of the organizations that we've worked with, scale-ups, startups, seed, and even established brands are always thinking about what's my next iteration, how do I ensure that I'm following or indeed I'm predicting where the customer is going to engage with my brand next? What platform, what message, what channel, you know, whether it's by virtue of voice or whether it's by virtue of vision, how am I predicting and how am I moving with my customer?
0: You're describing an externality, which it's a good one, right? It's the move from the audience's attention from one platform to another, in this case, Instagram to TikTok. The internalities, however, that's the thing that ultimately causes people, I think, great concern and a lot of work more than they would expect. But what you're saying, Ruel, is, hey, guys, that's part of the plan. That's the way things work. You're going to have to iterate multiple times to get to the right acquisition model. But you said it at the outset, it is a lot easier to retain a customer than it is to sell and acquire a customer. So let's take that question back over to this idea of retention strategies. And should you also be as equally patient with all the iterations necessary, or do you feel like you've got to get it right more often? Because as you said, it's a lot easier to retain a customer than it is to sell a customer.
1: So let's take a step back. So a customer, if you're a customer of a brand, whether it's retention or whether it's acquisition from another brand. Your experience isn't through the frame of retention or acquisition; it's through the frame of engagement. So, I'm engaging with a particular brand. It's not because they I've already purchased with them or I haven't. It's I'm engaging with this particular brand. So, when you think about retention activity, so much of it is about the engagement with that particular brand. What am I getting? What's in it for me? What am I getting from this brand? Is it social currency? Is it information? Is it education? Is it entertainment? And so certainly, so to your question, the iterative factor needs to understand how many of some of those things does that particular customer need to engage? It's not binary where, for example, they need one piece of information, one piece of education, you know, one piece of value, whatever, you know, and whether that might be product value, whatever it is. It's a question of what do they need when? And so certain times seasonally, certain times of the year, a customer may be more receptive to informational content than at others. A trite example, but an example might be during tax time. Customer needs more education and more direction with regards to a tangible output. If you're you're in FinTech, for example, then they would at other times of the year because they need a solution. Same customer later on might not necessarily be receptive to that particular education or information, but in fact might be more receptive to entertainment and let's call it that same customer during Super Bowl you know for them they just want to be entertained they want your brand to have perhaps a lighter tone they don't need the hard sell they just want to know that you're there and keep you know for you to keep top of mind so in order for you to understand that you need to start documenting what are the different retention activities that you are putting out to market to your customer base at what times documenting those and then going back the year later, the year after, or the year after, or the period after, and seeing whether that worked. And a great way to do it is say, well, if we think that it worked, then we're not necessarily going to burn our entire database. Let's try it next time, 50% of the time. So I'm sequestering 50%. If it worked with that 50% of my customer base, okay, then let's roll it out to the next 20 or the next 30 of that secondary 50%. So what you're doing is you're hedging your bets, but you're allowing yourself... A-B testing for retention and iterative opportunities.
0: That's sad advice, Rahul. There's, there's a certain amount of risk arbitrage going on because that's your most precious asset, right? That customer base, yeah. hard fought, hard won. And so, Rahul, we covered a lot today. If there's any one thing you want our listeners to walk away with in terms of understanding how to drive towards growth, fast growth, what would it be?
1: I think the the one thing that I that I would hope all founders remember is in order to drive fast growth, always think from your customer's perspective your the persona's perspective so as long as your customer is deriving value and they understand the value that you're offering them so it's not just they're getting value from it but they realize the why not the what then you're in a much more sound place than you know the vast majority of your, of your competitive set so always think customer first always think about is the thing that I think is brilliant or the product that I have created going to add continual value for its purpose? And if it's not, do not be afraid to iterate. It's fine. You may go, you may undertake a multitude of iterations to get it right. But i tell you what, if you don't do that, you certainly won't get it right.
0: Raul, I really enjoyed our conversation over these last three days, and I really appreciate your joining us.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Rahul Chohan, Managing Director at Foresight Digital for joining us. If you'd like to contact Rahul, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is helloforesight or visit the company website at foresightdigital.com.au. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you don't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to revgenpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show, of course. You can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet, and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.